shot. I want to show I can do it. They get uh -oh. it to Watford, and they are running out of time with Breeze on the shot. Watford, short, rebound, put back, no good. No, it will not go in. They had a couple of chances. Alabama wins the SEC championship. The Crimson it's take it Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Alabama Crimson Tide winning the SEC over the weekend. Going to have to wait until Friday until the tournament gets started. Well, we got the playing stuff, too. I get it. Uh, Joe Ostrowski, Preston Johnson. This is BetQL Daily. Uh, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time of the BetQL Audio Network. You can listen live on the Radio.com app. You can watch and listen on the Radio.com Sports YouTube page. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. So many different ways to attack and discuss this, Preston. Um, some people do bracket list challenges. And I like these because, okay, figure out which one. Which two seed do you like to go the furthest in the tournament? Every victory, you get a certain amount of points. Last week, we talked about your love for Gonzaga, how you've been sold on them before the season. And now after seeing the bracket, I'd imagine <laughs> you're ready to double and triple down on that opinion with the path they got. It, man, it's nice. It's a bonus. It didn't matter what the path ultimately was. Like I, I keep telling people, and I could, and I'll end up probably eating crow now. But and I, I apologize in advance to Gonzaga fans. But I think people will be surprised just how good they really are. And everyone always talks about how, oh well, they play in the West Coast Conference and they've never actually won it. Therefore, like they can't. But I've made this comparison before. I don't even remember if it was on your show, but people said the same thing about Virginia after they lost to UMBC. I will see they can't they can't win playing that style like they just can't. And then they did it the next year. So it's you never want to just overlook a team. And if there was a team preseason that was by far the most talented, it was Gonzaga. They've won every single game. They have some good wins in non-conference. I just think we see more of the same. It's a it's a nice path. I think the. The bracket itself, the two seed up there on that side is Iowa, right? I think Iowa might end up losing the second round to Oregon. So, uh, yeah, you know, it could even get easier for Gonzaga in the end. But uh, they're a team that I just think people are, are going to say you got to be contrarian in your bracket pools. I know that's what you were kind of maybe alluding to at the start of that is when, when, when you're doing these contests. I personally would use Gonzaga in all of them. I would have them winning it all. And then going contrarian, like surrounding the fact that Gonzaga is going to win. Because if they win, which I think happens at pretty high frequency, then you're never going to win your pool. So you need to use them, but then pick your spots in the other three regions. And there's definitely opportunities there. Iowa's the two in their region. They beat Iowa. Um, the three is Kansas. They beat Kansas. The four is Virginia. They beat Virginia. <laughs> it's just... It, but it probably, but you're right. The, the fact is, it probably didn't matter which two they got, which three they ended up getting. Uh, they're going to be making their run. So clearly, if we're doing a bracketless challenge, the uh, number one seed to go the to go the deepest in the tournament, Gonzaga, because you think they're going to win the whole thing. What about twos? We've got Iowa in the West, in the East, Alabama, Ohio State, and their D. A lot of doubters in the South, and Houston in the Midwest. It's gotta be alabama right yeah i i love everyone talks about nate oats and him coming over and turning the program around and you have to give them the credit honestly and for me you need to dive a little further than how many points they're giving up alabama plays at one of the fastest tempos in the entire country okay and if that's the case they need to break it down by possession by possession how many points is alabama allowing when you look at that break it down by possession and the strength of their opponent 
Alabama ranks third in adjusted defensive efficiency this year in the entire country. They're number three. And if people, I think, recognize that Alabama actually has a really good defense, they just play with a lot of tempo and they can also score, then they're well-equipped to make a legitimate run. I think because of the loss of Isaiah Levers in Michigan and their best shooter, their second best overall player probably, uh, I think Alabama is a favorite now to come out of the region. So I'm with you. If that was your choice for a number two, uh, I do like Ohio State, the way they've been playing. They've upped their intensity on defense as of late. They made that Big Ten run. But Alabama, I think they should be the favorite now in that region. So I guess the reason not to take Alabama uh, to represent the East region is because you have a lot of Texas love, right? Like uh, they they come in, win in the Big 12, and then they're in the same half of the bracket as you. But your other threes, Kansas, dealing with some COVID stuff. We don't know. We're going to find out tonight. I believe it's uh, 6 o'clock Eastern time if there are going to be any replacements, if everybody has enough. Same thing uh, with Virginia. Uh, So there's Kansas. Arkansas out of the South, and then West Virginia in the Midwest. Um, do any of those teams stand out as as one that have what it takes to make a deep run? Not not really. Is that fair no. to say? I, I don't love Arkansas or Kansas and West Virginia. I mean, I, I actually hate when people say, oh, well, they were playing poorly down the stretch. Like, like the fact that West Virginia did lose two games to Oklahoma State, like, yes, it's true. They, they didn't finish the season strong. But it doesn't mean West Virginia can't beat Moorhead State, San Diego State, Houston. Like, Houston. it doesn't really play a role in the, the future here. So uh, I think West Virginia is maybe the closest. And I know everyone's kind of been hyping up Texas. I, I'll tell you, I have Texas – I'm pulling up my tab. Sorry, guys, just for a second, though. It'll be yeah, worthwhile. So so I have Texas winning, or excuse me, yeah, winning the region um, just over 10% of the time. Now, I made quite a bit of adjustment on Michigan, which is why Alabama has kind of turned into the favorite there for me slightly. Then it's Michigan and Texas. I mean, unless you're getting a price that's, you know, 10 to 1 or better, maybe, maybe plus 950 range uh, to win the region, which I just don't think exists anyways. It's not a worthwhile bet. So for me, Texas is more or less, um, you know, fairly marketed. And, you know, whether or not they can pull off an upset here or there, yes, it's possible. But I don't think there's necessarily a ton of value backing them to win the region at this point. And speaking of Texas's region, uh, I want to find out what what are you doing in that East? Because it, we don't have information on Livers, but we don't think he's going to be available. He is their second leading scorer. He uh, made the most amount of threes for the Wolverines this year. Uh, if you're picking a spot, where do you think they exit? Uh, if St. Bonaventure wins that first matchup against wow. LSU. So they have a player, uh, the A-10 Defensive Player of the Year, Osun Oshuniyi. He uh, he averaged nearly three blocks per game, a steal, a double-double. Uh, St. Bonaventure, it was a weird situation, right? So their defense is really strong. They only give up 60 points per game. I think it's the third best mark in the country. They play pretty slow, so that's part of it. But their efficiency is top 25 as well. Um, early February to mid-February, they missed a few games because of cancellations due to COVID concerns. And they returned from that break. They won six of seven, including the A-10 tournament. And they just make teams very uncomfortable. And it's behind Oshuniyi and his defense and rim protection. And if they're, I think, able to do that against LSU and get by them, which is essentially, in my opinion, a 50-50 game. If they see Michigan, who potentially, I think, Livers would maybe be someone that returns maybe for the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 if they got there. But that second game then in the round of 32, no livers to shoot. Dickinson's someone that they play through, Michigan does, inside that kind of opens up the rest of what they like to do offensively. 
mm-hmm. and opens up the three point shooting. If Oshuni can, you know, go one on one and shut down Dickinson, they don't need to help. Then Michigan's not going to have open shooters as frequently, and they don't even have Livers, who's their best shooter, anyways, on the floor. I think it's a really good matchup, actually, for the Bonnies. I'm not sure what the spread would be in that particular matchup, um, but that would be one I'm looking at. I'm hoping we get it and we need them to beat LSU, who's going to try to go up tempo against them and, you know, change the game. But um, that's, that's a team I think I'll have in the Sweet 16 in my bracket. Woj would love to see it. He's all over it. <laughs> the body's moving on. Uh, of the fours, Virginia, again, we're going to get news tonight. Ohio's the hot hot team, according to a lot of people. They're taking a look at that matchup. Uh, Florida State in the east in the Midwest. Uh, we discussed Oklahoma State a little bit earlier on in the show. High-variance team. And out of the south, uh, Purdue and the Baylor side of the bracket. So if you're playing a pool and you're trying to figure out, okay, which four can make a deep run, we probably have to back Cunningham, right? I think so. Uh, and, and I think Florida State is the other option. Those are the best two. Uh, Florida State, I mean, obviously played great until the ACC tournament, but they you know, were playing great down the stretch in the ACC regular season. And they have Michigan on their upper half of the – is it the east bracket? Yeah, the east bracket. So, you know, if that's if that's a – I don't love Colorado and Georgetown. I mean, whoever ends up winning that matchup, I think Florida State's fine. Like, that's a Sweet 16 appearance. And, yeah. you know, if, if Michigan does get into the Sweet 16, they're definitely talented enough to do it anyway without livers. Uh, then Florida State, you know, could be close to a – they might even be a small favorite. Probably not. But uh, if that's a game where the the Seminoles have a chance to, to make that run as a four seed into the Elite Eight or further. Uh, I still think Alabama would beat them, ultimately. But, uh, yeah, it's Oklahoma State or Florida State for me. Don't – obviously – a ton of uncertainty surrounding Virginia. Don't even want to try to attempt to handicap yeah. them personally. Let's see how they show up against Ohio without a lot, being allowed to practice or talk or whatever else is going on. And they're they on the Gonzaga late. side anyways. Exactly. They're, they're <laughs> going to get run out in, yeah. in Sweet 16 best case, right? Uh, and Purdue, they're fine. They are what they are. They're probably, uh, if you didn't account for the Virginia weird situation there, I think Purdue's the worst four seats. So, um, yeah, not a ton of faith there. In uh, the fives, we've got... Creighton in the West. And where are we here? Okay. Yeah. You mentioned Colorado going up against Georgetown and Villanova Winthrop, Tennessee, Oregon state. A couple of those seem to be very chalky. It, I I get the sense that there are a a couple, if not a few conference tournament winners that, that you're looking at fading because there's probably going to be some value in the number. Uh, man, I, I would. I don't think. So. I think Georgetown. Nope. I, I don't okay. want to bet Georgetown, but I, it moved up already. I'm not sure if that was when we had on our list. I know before of some of the moves, but I, I think it was four, four and a half, and now it's up to five, five and a half. So Colorado's been getting bet despite that, you know, late run from Georgetown. Which it's interesting. People always say, "Well, you know, you win your conference tournament, you're getting hot at the right time, you take the momentum into the big dance, and you make runs." Just as often as you see that, you see those teams like lose the first round. Anyway. Right. So you're right in the sense that uh, you may want to fade some of those spots. They may be overvalued. I don't think Colorado Georgetown, though, is one, at least versus my personal projections, where you want to fade Georgetown. I, I think five, five and a half is actually a little high. Not enough for me to bet Georgetown either, but uh, I would lean that way at this point. Um, and then what was the other one that you Oh, it was the Tennessee-Oregon State. So Oregon State goes on that huge run, the upset Oregon, and, and end up winning the Pac-12 tournament. Um, yeah. That that's one that also I think the early opener was nine as high as nine and that's come down. Uh, I'm not sure if is it the current number still around seven and a half. Uh, I think that's about right. I'll say this: Oregon State for some reason 
they didn't shoot the ball well, definitely not from three, until the Pac-12 tournament. This is a team that if they lost by 20 to Tennessee, who put it on Florida for about one and a half games recently, uh, kind of looked like maybe they're getting it together. And they were a team that I think preseason was more talented, kind of had the priors backing them. Where like, this is a team that's going to be, you know, making a statement. I think they were ranked in the top 10 at one point earlier in the year. If they just blew Oregon State out, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Oregon State really shot above expectation in the Pac-12 tournament. They deserve the win. I'm glad they're in the tournament, obviously. Uh, but th- that's one, I think, more so than the Georgetown spot, uh, that I think, if anything, I, I would look at ba- uh, backing Tennessee before I went back to Beavers. Did you, you didn't have a piece of that 300 to 1, did you? No. no. I think oh, Joey made that like $18 is all they offered him or something like that. It hey. was really low. But, I mean, it pays it still pretty decently. But the limits yeah. were pretty crap. Oh man, but still, even even to get that. So we talked a little bit about this yesterday. What we saw in the conference tournaments. Do you kind of look at this as okay? That's a one-off. Your Georgia Tech that you can get at some places forty and twenty-five, mm-hmm. winning the conference yeah. tournament. Uh, Bama. We talked about them early on in the year. They were thirty-three to one to win the SEC. They end up pulling it out. Um, of course, Oregon State, and you mentioned Georgetown. Is is this just? Okay, it's COVID year. There were some teams that didn't have to uh, deal with some tough matchups and kind of take it with a grain of salt moving forward. Hmm. Or a mix. Um, I'm not sure. I, I I think it's just kind of the variance of the, of the season. It could have happened whether COVID was a factor or not. So yeah. I'll say this. I think outside of Gonzaga, and then there's kind of like the Baylor tier, and then we talked about this last week, then the kind of the rest of everybody else. I it's pretty open, right? There's not like a ton of teams that you're like, wow, that's like they're unbeatable other than Gonzaga. You saw Baylor faltering down the stretch of the season. So to see Georgia Tech, and the ACC was pretty down, right? Like all year long, yep. they didn't really have an elite team. So to see Georgia Tech put it on, I thought that was impressive. And it's not necessarily because of COVID. I think they deserve all the credit. Yep. Uh, that's Preston Johnson. I'm Joe Ostrowski. We're going to do our segment, Touch Them All. T- touch on um, MLB win totals, our favorite overs and unders for the upcoming season. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.